This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. Good evening, fellas. How's it going? It's uh, part two of our two-part Stephen King series. Hope you enjoyed part one. What are y'all drinking, John? I'm I'm drinking Noble Oak, Double Oak Rye. It's a rye whiskey finished with port wine oak staves. Rye whiskey, rye whiskey. It's pretty good. Uh, I got it as a goodbye gift from when I left my job two weeks ago from if my I manager. Whiskey, I, surely will. I have a funny story with that. My manager texted my wife and asked her what kind of whiskey I liked. And Katie, who doesn't know any better, told her whistle pig because she's seen me looking at whistle pig mm. bottle in the liquor store. And I laughed when she told me that because the cheapest whistle pig you can get is like a hundred dollars. <laughs> but you got one, didn't you? Well, that's a continuation of the story. Is that my boss got me this noble oak, which I appreciate. But uh, the next day, Katie comes home from the store and says, "John, come here. I need to show you something." I go, "No, you bring it here." And she responds with. No, please just come into the kitchen. I go, this better blow my mind. And I walked in there and she's holding a bottle of whistle pig. <laughs> and it blew my mind. And I knew it was not just the normal, the cheapest whistle pig. You can get. <laughs> Have you tried any of it yet? Yeah, Cheap. I had it. It was, it was awesome. Uh, she got me the 15 year uh, estate oak or something like that. Just incredible. I don't know what if I've ever drank any whiskey or bourbon of that caliber. I've had some good wines and some good champagnes. And some people say you can't tell the difference between a $10 bottle and a $100 bottle, but I think you can. Now, whether it's 10 times as good. Uh, what's funny too is uh, she, when she went into the liquor store and asked for Whistle Pig, they're like, that one and it was a $500 bottle they've just been <laughs> waiting to sell it yeah and so she found the $130 bottle uh, and she's like okay I'll get that and then they rang it up and it was not $130 and she was too <laughs> it was like 230 and she was too uh no, she didn't want to put it back, put it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like this could be my Valentine's Day present and my birthday present there you go the uh i've been seeing when i've been at the liquor store lately i've been seeing a lot more people buying stuff like that's behind the counter and then on the top shelf like they have to get a ladder out for it and it's <laughs> and it's like 250 300 bucks a lot of it saw somebody buying a rum the other day is in a big is a japanese rum that's in a big the glass is all blown out to be like an octopus or something. Hmm. That's cool. 
I've seen that. Don't know what it is. People probably have all that extra money because they're not going to Six Flags. Disney yeah. World. They ain't going to have to pay a power bill this month either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jared, what you got? I'm drinking some Virgil Cane Rip Track Bourbon made in uh, North Charleston, South Carolina. Nice. And uh, got me an old-fashioned going. Ooh. So did this whiskey serve on the Danville train? I don't believe so. But it's good. I'll tell you one thing. This Noble Oak has an interesting smell to it. What's it smell like? I don't know. It's... <laughs> I don't drink wine, so I don't really know what wine. It kind of smells whiny. I don't know if that's the word. Um, it's just interesting. It's not bad. It's just not whiskey. What are you drinking, Barry? I have got Jack Daniels single barrel mm. always a good S- choice select i always looked down on jack until we went and visited i'm a fan yeah i like it this is uh bottled on august 18th 2020 would have been cool if it had been 10 days later on my birthday rick number r10 even got the barrel number yeah. What I think is cool about that is if you like that bottle, you could go back to your liquor store and try to find that same barrel. Oh, yeah. Huh. Probably shipped a, a few of them at least together. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that, see if I can find that next time. I think you and I at some point are going to have to go in and get us a, a barrel from Jack. Yeah, that'd be cool. Jared, you can join in too. Yeah, have yeah, a bourbon bookshelf barrel. Ooh. <laughs> there's like that it. enterprise mind yeah because <laughs> i remember they had a wall of everybody who had their own barrel in there a little advertising yeah. ten thousand dollars for a little two inch plaque my name's on a barrel at makers somewhere i'm hoping one day they'll ask me to buy the barrel my <laughs> uncle said he did the same thing and when he when they asked him if uh, he wanted the barrel, he's like, yeah, I definitely want it. And they're like, $200. He's like, wow, that's a hell of a deal. <laughs> he thought they were going to deliver it with the bourbon. In it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your Uncle John? Yeah. That still seems like a pretty decent deal, though. Really, yeah, I'd pay $200 for a yeah. barrel. <laughs> I don't know where the hell I'd put it, but... yeah. I'd find somewhere. <laughs> Give me a climate-controlled storage unit. Well, a couple of things to follow up on from the last episode. Tom Brady proved himself to be the GOAT. Uh, the Chiefs didn't make it too difficult on him, though. It didn't seem like. It's hard when Mahomes is getting his life ravaged, life-threatened <laughs> the entire game. Already injured to begin with. And then uh, another thing, I said I was ready for springtime, and I am definitely ready for springtime after this last week. Been boarded up, waiting to shake the frost. Y'all had it tough then, over there, man. It's been bad. I've been lucky. 
at my house in particular, we've had power the whole time. So plenty of food, too much food. I might argue. Haiti goes, have you checked on your parents ago about what? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is in like Amarillo, it's no big deal. And in Lubbock, it's a little bit bigger deal, but still not much. And then in Midland, it's a little bit bigger deal uh, to the point that it's almost a problem. You get anywhere beyond here, and it's a, a really big deal. Because ain't nobody got snow plows or salt shakers or doesn't think their power is going to go out and do what? Amarillo's expect snow throughout the winter yeah i don't think they do down in midland no we don't have snow plows or nothing we just have to wait wait for it to melt we had an ice storm out here in 2014 or whatever and it just shut everything down because no one we don't need it i haven't seen snow or ice since then there's no need to be prepared for it (laughs) but Mm -hmm. That's how it, how it is here. I mean, it's a once in a century event, mm-hmm. you know, it's like getting a hundred year flood on the river. Yeah. So, and so I feel, I feel slightly at fault because I've been saying I'm ready for spring, but that I wanted a couple more days of snow and now here we are. So, but you know what, it's going to be 75 next Tuesday. So I'll be good. And then last thing I said, we would have, uh, Salem's Lot, The Shining, and the part two of The Gunslinger, and John had to go make a liar out of me. So, uh, John, what book do you have? I got Carrie. So, by Stephen King. Yeah. Well, let's hear about her. All right. Well, like you said, I was planning on reading that second book, but things changed, and I needed something shorter. And I grabbed Carrie. It's been sitting on my shelf for about a year, and I was shocked. I had not really had any interest in reading it. I don't know why. It just didn't appeal to me. But, I mean, he draws you in right away with the story. And he's Stephen King, so he knows what he's doing. This is one of his earlier books. And so, his first book. uh, Is it his first? It's his first novel. Oh, wow. Published. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's it's damn good. Um, so it's basically the, it's a story about a kind of a high school misfit who has, um, telekinesis, um, powers that she's discovering and, and she is mistreated in high school and Stephen King takes it from there. It's actually quite a beautiful story if you look at it and then Stephen King just takes it and just... (laughs) Stephen King's it. <laughs> yeah. I I definitely would recommend it. I almost would even say this is a maybe even a better book to start off with Stephen King from um than Misery. That really kind of our, start from the beginning. Yeah. Uh it's interesting kind of how he writes it. He he does that thing where you, you basically know something's happening the whole time, something's gonna happen. Uh there's little things throughout the whole book of kind of the aftermath study, the, the, the carry commission report, little reports from it, kind of alluding to what's coming throughout the whole book. 
and like newspaper articles, interviews with people. So I thought that was a really interesting way to uh, approach the book, especially so early on in his career. I think my first book, I would hardly be taking any chances. Just be straight up writing. I would recommend it to anybody that wants to get started reading Stephen King. It's, I wouldn't say it's um, terribly scary. It didn't give me nightmares, but uh, I did watch the 2013 movie um, last night, and I really did. I thought it was pre done pretty well. Uh, it doesn't stick totally to it, but I mean, it's the best as you can expect it to. I haven't seen the the original 1976 version, but. Golly, that's about the year the book came out. They didn't waste any time on that. Yeah, yeah. He he went straight to the top. Um, I, and, and the book is pretty short too. I think it's just over three hundred pages, and I read it in probably four hours, maybe five. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's, I was looking at a, a copy today at Barnes and Noble. What's interesting is that when I picked this book, I didn't realize this, but they sell these in a three-pack with Salem's Lot, Carrie, and The Shining. So we all probably have this, that same cover. It, it did kind of like reinvigorate my reading a little bit too. I was, I'm excited for the my next book. Yeah, I'm, I'm about due for, well, I feel like I'm at a pass now. We've been hitting Stephen King hard for a while and it's like, all right, well, I don't know what to read next uh jared was there any mention of carrie in the institute uh i don't believe so hmm. i don't remember i don't remember but uh, it, it's interesting that his first book started off with some power of, of, of like telekinesis and it started I, I feel like it's a theme through all that through not all of his books but majority i feel like i'm sure there's people out there that, that can confirm that either telekinesis or telepathy yeah it seems to be or the, pretty or the common i have my amazon one star reviews donald c says no thanks didn't like it um brandon says faded pages amazon Amazon customer, complete disappointment. Book was not as pictured, nor was it a hardcover as described. Book arrived well after expected shipped estimate. Missy liked the movie better. Missy sounds like the type of person that liked the movie better. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that was the first book he ever published because I, I did a little research on that because... Uh, my book was the second book he ever published. Novel. Um, according to Wikipedia, that is the first one listed. I don't know if it's... It's the first one of note, I guess, if anything. Yeah. He had a bunch of shorties published before, but it should be Carrie, Salem's Lot, Solemn's Lot, Salem's Lot, and then The Shining. Yep. And then the stand. Uh, there's rage in between, which I think, I don't know what that is. Hmm. It, this was a uh, Richard Bachman. Ah, we should do a Richard Bachman two-part series. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Anything else on Carrie? Nope. Y'all have at it. Let's hear it, Jared. Well, I uh, I read The Shining. Uh, only my fourth Stephen King book. All right, so uh, so uh, I think a lot of people already know what The Shining is about, given the, the popularity of the movie and the book. Um, but a quick a quick uh, overview of it. It's about uh, Jack Torrance is a uh, winter caretaker of the uh, Overlook Hotel ends up being haunted um anyway things go south pretty quick uh danny torrance can uh has, has a power called the shining uh which, which was uh which was kind of funny how dick the cook brought it up i thought but uh how he described how he describes it they kind of just shine. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought I thought it. Dick, the character is hilarious in, in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> anyway, th- this was probably the first book I've ever read that has bothered me so much that it kept me up at night, like where I couldn't, I could not go to sleep. And yes, sir. I, I listen. I don't know. There's there's only been one other thing to do that to me, and that, that was a movie. Uh, paranormal activity. Paranormal activity. That one. That one messed me up. It kept me up. I don't know why. Probably because it was a freaky movie. But but anyway, the, the way he went into depth about the woman in the bathtub. I don't know why, dude, but it gave me goosebumps, man. I, I could not go to sleep. Goose flesh. Dude, I could not go to sleep after that. But uh, it was uh, it was a great book. I, I, I thought it takes a little while to get into, but, man, once, once you get rolling and it's – and it comes together it's it's a page turner for sure yeah i remember that moment <laughs> i know where i really started getting into it when was when he was uh i keep thinking there's stuff behind me uh, reading too <laughs> much stephen king <laughs> <laughs> no i am for sure <laughs> it was when he was like at the bar and they kept serving him drinks yeah and he couldn't tell if it was you know it seems like it's really happening uh-huh. but you know it's not because he's the only one there yeah that's it, kind of stuff that gets me it, it was uh starting to starting to crack you know <laughs> did it and it, it messes with your mind the reader's mind in my opinion mm-hmm. it's like you're like what what's going on and, and, and uh I, I did try to put the the connection you know, I, like went through went down the reddit hole is the shine telepathy as is, is there a connection between that and the institute some people say yeah some people don't um i thought that was interesting. they didn't mention anything about the shine people having the shine and the institute. No, they they talked about the the twins that were the previous caretakers daughters yeah they talked about huh. them and how 
similar it was to one of the characters that oh i feel like that i've seen these twins before but any yeah so i don't know if there's a connection some people think there is some people think there isn't but then it started talking about how jack torrance turned into it i was like well is this is this connected to it itself like the book I haven't read that feels it. Feels like it's getting a bit deep in there. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen it. I didn't read. I haven't read it. I probably won't ever read it. One of us is gonna have to. Not it. <laughs> but just uh, part of the Stephen King universe. Well, it's it's probably. I don't know. It's hard to say if it's still my favorite of his or not. It kind of depends on on the day or the scene. It still is. It still is like you said, though. It's the only book that's ever really kept me up at night. It doesn't even seem like it should have, but it did. No, it, it should. But I. So. It just that leaves you. He leaves you to your imagination to to paint these right. these scenarios. So. You're kind of haunted by your own images, man. What, right. <laughs> like, right? Whatever you scheme up. Yeah. Anyway, it was a it was a good book. I'd I, I really recommend it, even if you're not a Stephen King fan. I am gonna read Doctor Sleep. I don't know when, but I plan on it. And I heard in the movie, I I haven't seen the movie, The Shining, but I heard Dick Hollerman hollering dies in the movie yes he does god i hadn't actually seen the movie either why and i was gonna bring that up some more later too but anyway any one stars probably not <laughs> there's a lot Book of was too Prince. good hey i have a question uh oh. in the movie He's typing all work and no play makes a uh, little Johnny Jack, Jack a dull boy. Mm -hmm. um, is that in the book? I couldn't remember. I don't remember that part. I think it is in the book, but not to the extent because in the movie, it's just page after page right. after page of him typing that. I do think there's a couple of lines in the book about it, but Here's one that isn't talking about uh, the print issues. Uh, not as great as I thought. It was kind of boring since it was really long. I would not recommend this book. I don't hate Stephen King's work, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny comment to say at the end. <laughs> anyway, it's a lot of a lot of misprint stuff. Yeah, that seems to be the bulk on King's King's work. Um, it is not in the book. Really? Yeah. According to cinemablend.com on the first return on Google, it is not in the book. Hmm. Well, all work and no play does make Jack a dull boy. So yep, and he is. It makes Barry a dull boy, too. <laughs> so, all right, then. Jared, anything else? 
want to read more Stephen King, dude. <laughs> Get after it. There's a whole bunch of them. Hey, real quick, though. They're so good. <laughs> um, was there any risk for Giardia while they were stuck in the hotel? Were they able to boil their water? They didn't have to boil water. Okay. I just, I was concerned. Unless <laughs> they're boiling snow. Dude, the the scene at the playground. You know, do you do you remember the scene where Danny crawled makes a hole underneath the playground in the snow, and there's something down there in the dark with him. Mm-hmm. Dude, that one gave me the heebie-jeebies, <laughs> man. <laughs> that is, I'll get to it later. Not that part, but having the heebie-jeebies. From reading King. That's all I got. Well, I'm excited to hear about this book. This one's also one that's been sh- sitting on my shelves forever. So, very Salem's Lot. Yeah. Well, I read Salem's Lot. Beat Fail Me by Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out our uh, good friend Marshall Mathers quotes it in one of his songs. I had no idea. But, uh, anyways, I've got Salem's Lot. I read it because uh, I've been on. I tend to prefer the older Stephen King books, not that I've read many of his new ones. Uh, and then also we're doing two parts of Stephen King series. But I heard, I read somewhere that this was the scariest of his books, which I don't think I agree with, uh, but it was damn good. And then if you may remember in the last episode, I read Night Shift uh, I think I said at the time that one of those short stories fed into this one, but it actually, now that I've read this book, I think there was two of them did. And um, this was his second full length novel to be published behind Carrie. So uh, I don't want to go too in depth with this book because I think it'd give away too much of it. Uh, basically the story is about an author Uh, which Stephen King loves to write about, who returns to his hometown of Jerusalem's Lot, Maine, uh, to write a story about the town and a particular house in the town. Uh, About the same time, a few other folks move into the town, uh, and all at the same time, uh, people start to die around town quickly and uh, quite mysteriously as well. And uh, in typical King fashion, the characters are all well-developed and very likable and not quite guaranteed to survive the whole story. So, uh, and a lot, sounds like a lot like Carrie, there's a lot of buildup in the first half of the book, uh, dropping little hints of things to come, you know, it would be just one little sentence here and there. You'd be like, what the hell is that all about? And uh, eventually it all unfolds in the second half. But I definitely would recommend this book. Like I said, I don't think it's the scariest book by any means, but it certainly is a page turner. Uh, it's pretty short by his standards. I think my print was 650 some odd pages. Uh, and I've read it in a little over a week. So, and granted during that week, I've been mostly homebound. So that helped a little bit. Uh, my only complaint with the book is there's a lot of damn characters. Essentially, you meet the whole town 
through the course of the book. And a lot of them have similar names like Mike, Mark, Mac, Mickey. And so it makes it kind of hard to keep up with some of them. But um, no one star reviews that were about the book. Uh, actually, I take that back. There was one, but it kind of gives away the whole book. So I'm not going to share it. Uh, the rest were product-based complaints. But definitely recommend it. It was really good. Um, hadn't kept me up at night too much, but... Um, on that uh, thing where you said all the names were similar, that stuff drives me nuts. Even in movies when characters look too much alike, <laughs> I'm like, which one is that? <laughs> Can't keep track yeah. of it. Of course, I'm on my phone half the time, but dude, right. that happened to me in Narcos, Narcos, Mexico. Is everybody speaking Spanish? No, and some of them had same facial features, same haircuts. Anyway, but it's a good book. Definitely worth reading. So, at this point mm-hmm. in your Stephen King reading, what? The most scary what's the scariest book or story you read from him well as i have spoken of many a time uh 1922 gave me nightmares for months and so there's that and then i'd say probably the shining maybe but this is what i was going to say earlier i and John, I texted you maybe over the weekend about this because I was out walking my dog late one night, maybe nine o'clock. It wasn't super late, maybe not even that late, uh, but it was dark and foggy. And I was just like spooked out, like every little shadow I saw and uh, every little noise I heard. Did the hedges move? Yeah, it kind of wound <laughs> me up a little bit. And I think, you know, I had that similar experience when I went on my last little Stephen King binge when I read uh, one of his short story books and Misery and Shining all back to back. So, <laughs> like, you, you can't even enjoy your life after you've done <laughs> go out after dark. What about you, Jared? Uh, well, the, four, the, the, only, the four I've read, it's got to be The Shining. Probably the scariest. But I don't know if we talked about this in the last episode. The, the two older Stephen King books I've read and the two newer ones have a different vibe to them. Absolutely. Like they're not, not so much scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think at some point along the journey, I think he switched from horror to suspense or thriller. He's, he had one in um, If It Bleeds that wasn't really scary at all it had to do with a cell phone and that one just kind of hit home it was just like oh god this like how addicted we are to our cell phones right if it bleeds did i read that one it's new it came out last year oh yeah 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 that's the one with the cats a couple novellas and four of them i think my scariest one is uh, the road virus heads north. It's in Everything's Eventual. It's a short story. And this guy picks up this painting in this 
it like follows him home and then <laughs> as he drives across the whole state of Maine and it just just ends as creepily as he could have made it. So I think I read that one. What was it called? Follows the road. Home? Yeah. No, like in the what's in the painting ends up following him home. Oh, that one's got 1408 in it. Yeah. Every it's the road virus heads north and everything's eventual. I'll have to check that one. Add it to the list. Did you cover that on this here podcast? I've covered the book in one of our earliest episodes. Maybe we've taken that one. That might be archived. Um, Then the other thing on speaking of the Shining movie, I have also before said that I wish they would remake it with modern technology and stick closer to the book. I have since learned that there's actually talks of such a thing happening, but uh, the C-19er has put that on hold. And then I also learned in doing that research that Stephen King hated the movie. The Shining? Yeah, he hated the movie, and that's why he... uh, There's also a TV miniseries that I think he directed it, the miniseries... That came out in the early 90s, I want to say. That's apparently a lot better. I mean, from what I've heard, the movie is quite a bit different from the book. Yeah. it's. I don't think it's anywhere near as scary. I wasn't a fan of the movie. Uh, just wasn't good or what? Mm, I just I hadn't seen it either. I've seen enough I, of it to have the gist of it, but one of my biases against older movies, also the fact that it just didn't stay with the book as much as the I would have liked it to. That's something that irks me. Uh in all of them that I read, it's like if I notice one little deviation, I'm already I'm already like fuck it. I'm not pain doing this anymore which is why no country for old men was so good Mm -hmm. because it doesn't deviate and i get that sometimes you know the movie isn't intended to be an exact replica of the book Mm -hmm. more so as just a a book really gave us an idea for this Yeah. yeah anyways i think they're making uh the institute a movie as well yeah did we talk about good. the last show? I can't remember. Yeah, you did. Sorry There's a few movies that have come out recently that I'd like to read the book. They just haven't got around to them. Uh, Dr. Sleep is... I've actually started the book. I didn't finish it. There's a television adaptation um, that's been announced. For which know, book? The, the Institute. Oh. Nice. Uh, they're doing the television of the stand mini series of the stand has been happening as we speak i hadn't seen any of it though i don't think i want to see any of it till i read that monstrosity no i was just gonna ask how how the the outsider series is i hadn't watched it either i've been meaning to i've heard it's freaking phenomenal but 
I've heard that too. Well, it's a it's HBO, so you can pretty well guarantee that it's phenomenal. John, what were you gonna say? Hey, extra. I I always think that watching a movie colors your ability to like picture the book in your head because you're you're just picturing the actor that you've seen from the movie. Uh, yeah. character and all the scenes so you can't mm-hmm. really make up what you're what you're reading and get all those details and how the either the author wants you to or just how mm-hmm. you're going to interpret it right i also think it's hard to go back too so once you read the mo- read the book and then go watch the movie i think you start overlaying those pictures onto what you remember from the book mm-hmm. absolutely so just uh, Carrie is that I don't know her name, uh, the little blonde girl now in my head, versus what I pictured from Stephen King's descriptions of her. So uh, John, you ready for a skid away or what? Oh, uh, so about that, an opportunity presented itself earlier this week. Uh, I got an email and it said, uh, "No questions asked, refund." And I took it. So I'm just going to hang out. I'm going to go shirk. Sure <laughs> you didn't even, God. you didn't look at maybe running the 5K or anything? No 5K well, possibility. They didn't list that, that possibility. They just said you could switch from the half to the full or the full to the half. They didn't list half to 5K. And I'm like, but well, did you ask? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just took my $70 and spent it already. Uh, so you can buy Jared a bottle of Whistle Pig. Yeah. After he breaks three. Well, he better finish before seven if we're, oh, we're going to be in Georgia. Never mind. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, in South Carolina, liquor stores close at seven. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sure Jared will be done by 10, but AM. Well, I switched uh, from the full to the half. So I can try to beat Jared too. Hang on, John. What happened? <laughs> what happened? I gotta know. First off, he did this before I did it. You seemed hell bent on it. You were getting miles in. I just got that chest pain and I stopped and I don't know what happened and got the new job and never got back at it. And I can feel it breathing down my neck. We'll just push this off till something else comes along. Don't worry, John. We'll find another half for you to do. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be doing Leadville in a couple of years, so yeah, you can make up for it then. No need to run any races between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to wear yourself out. Damn it, man! Damn. <laughs> well. Well, you need to start getting miles in again, regardless. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I've got the. I've been. I'm two weeks into the new job. I uh, school's kind of winding down, so I'm. I got no excuses now. And it's getting lighter out. Yeah, we well, had time to read all of Carrie and watch the movie this week. Surely you could have snuck. In. I, I could have gone for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I do have homework and shit. I have to do. He did that during during the movie, Barry. The homework. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Devil dip. 
Tell you something I've been enjoying is doing some reading out on the treadmill. How is treadmill life? Oh, it's okay. You sounded a little uh, well, my, frustrated today. I really, so. my, uh, I'm really, I really enjoyed the first couple of runs on it, and I'm slowly, I'm just getting kind of bored. But part part of it's my fault. I hadn't had time to really. I've been being super lazy and hadn't really made the time to go put a legitimate effort in on it either but still getting my miles in you guys may remember in the last episode i was on Mm -hmm. day four i'm now on day 18 so and today is the 18th day of the month Mm -hmm. so logged at least uh one mile running or three miles riding every day this month i ain't saying it was fast or pretty but it's been getting done Dude, John, what about the kayak? When it starts warming up, are you going to start using that again? Yeah. I'm, you I'm actually seem like you enjoy kayak. I really do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm excited, oh. to, especially um, like with it warming up, I'll be able to go to the kayak center again and keep taking classes up there since I'm still not very good at it and I haven't been in it all winter, but. I probably will try to get out there this weekend. Have you guys ever tried one of those curved treadmills that is yeah. motorized? That's I, what I would have bought if they weren't $8,000. <laughs> yeah. They look cool. I, yeah. I've heard that good things about them. No, it's really nice. Uh, the My gym used to have one. I like running on them. And they got, they've got like those planks for lack of a better word instead of like a belt so it feels Mm -hmm. a little more like running on real ground and then you can just go it's all self-powered right yeah uh you can just go as fast or slow as you want and you can go really damn fast if you're not careful so but they're surprisingly expensive for something that has no motor yeah like (laughs) (laughs) i just threw one up on the internet the other day i'm like ah let's just take a look i think it'd be that might be cool barry just got a treadmill let's see what this is like nope yeah (laughs) i i tell you what i've enjoyed on my treadmill is uh just going and walking for like an hour at like a five or six percent incline and doing other stuff i talked on the phone to john earlier this week for a while while i was walking and you know, get some, you got like work you can do from your cell phone. It's easy to do uh, or from your iPad. Are you going to set some fans up in there? Yeah, probably uh, come summertime, I probably will need to. I have a window unit air conditioner in there. If you're ever on a client call, I wouldn't be on there. You're breathing pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I would do a client call. I just wouldn't be walking on a six percent incline at four miles an hour see if i had anything else on the agenda glad you're still coming john looking forward to it it's gonna be fun we're gonna have a damn good time regardless jared promised me a barbecue buffet after i don't know if i uh we might have we might be able to find one in savannah but i know for a fact we're we'll find one in Monk's Corner, at least. Perfect. 
I don't care where it's at. They got hash. They got hash for days, baby. Pile it on. I'm going to have to bring that back to Texas and show some people. Hey, hey, hey. Well, let me talk a little <laughs> something real quick. There is <laughs> – I, I never really got into Texas barbecue when I lived there. Uh, so I don't really know what good Texas barbecue tastes like. Never been to – what's that place called? Aaron – Franklin, huh? Franklin's uh, Brick Vault else? Brewery and Barbecue in Maryland. Well, Marathon. we're gonna go there. But Marathon, we found this place out here that is Texas barbecue with a little Mexican food thrown in, like tacos, and they have brisket. But they also have hash and rice with brisket on top of it. It's called Midwood Smokehouse, and it is <laughs> fucking fantastic. Where is this? They have them in, they're mostly in Charlotte. There's one in near Asheville and there's one in Columbia. What are they called? Midwood Smokehouse. Midwood Smokehouse. And that sounds we actually, delicious. We were like, we're going to go to Midwoods for lunch. And then we went to Charlotte for dinner at our favorite restaurant and for Valentine's Day. And we just stopped in Columbia because we were running a little late <laughs> instead of going to the one in Charlotte. Mm. Midwoods. I was talking to uh, Tyler Vance today about my poor eating habits. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I want to be one of those people that goes on vacation and still eats the same. But I also don't want to be that person and realized anywhere I go, I always want to find the best barbecue, the best pizza and the best hamburger in that town and i'm gonna eat all of them while i'm there even if i'm only there for a day just lunch and dinner is that what we're gonna do i reckon so can we do that after the yeah I'll wait you can saturday <laughs> y'all can do whatever y'all want i got i got things to get done on saturday <laughs> half as much as i had before but i'm still gonna get it done barry what's your goal for the race Goal time. Jared. What's your what's your PR? My PR half? Yeah. Uh, like an hour 50 something. Way faster Wait. than I'm going to run at this. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Now, my goal seriously is to be done before you are. We racing, baby. Yeah. Put your goddamn helmet on. Woo! <laughs> I wish I could make a movie about this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys talking shit. But Barry's only running half the distance. <laughs> oh man, I am. Li I'm looking forward to it. I'm. I'm liking the fact that it's a. It's a corral start. Yeah. And not a staggered. Staggered. Yes. That's. Oh man, it's gonna feel. I mean, it's gonna be weird starting with mask, but. Maybe they won't enforce that. I'll need enforcing if they're going to enforce I mean, it. Once you cross the start line, it's coming off. Buddy. That just makes a whole lot of sense. Once you're breathing harder. <laughs> clearing your throat. No, if I could do it in... I don't know. If I could break 12 minutes a mile, I'd be happy. 
I weigh 260 pounds, though. That's totally doable, though. Aaron, I don't know if you've ever weighed 260 pounds. I did weigh 230 once in my life. Really? Back in high school. No. <laughs> like freshman year. Been on downslope ever since. I need to get on one of those. Yeah, me too. For longer than four days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four days on, three days off. Doing those four tens, baby. You guys got any closing thoughts? John, how's your beverage? It was really good. Um, I don't know if I – I guess it was a little sweet with the port kind of hints with it, but I'd drink it again. I, I think I definitely liked it better than uh, – Basil Hayden has one. It's called like a – it may be a double rye too. Mm-hmm. Got some wine in it, and I didn't care for it. I've been wanting to try that, but I can't ever can't commit to it. Yeah, I see it. Probably just go with the regular basil. Yeah, it's dark rye is what I think it's called. Yeah, it's got a maroon label on it. Yeah, I I really like wines that have or aged in bourbon barrels, but not sure about the other way around. I had a beer once that was aged in, or I don't know, aged or stored in bourbon barrels, and I thought it was the worst thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. I know what you're talking about. I mean, everyone can just, know from me. just go ahead and pass on that one. Yeah, I just like my beer to taste like beer. Stinky and... Beer. <laughs> <laughs> How many old fashions did you have, Jared? <laughs> Just two. I wish y'all could see Jared right now. He's like, <laughs> we're going to have to start streaming this thing. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> well, I enjoyed my Jack single barrel. I'd like to go back to the distillery, to any Let's distillery. Go. I'm always down for a trip to Kentucky. Yeah. I've been wanting to find a race in Kentucky. Kentucky. When are we going? Let's find something for 2022. Preferably on a uh, three-day weekend. Yeah, that helped me too. I guess. I'll work for the bank. (laughs) Yeah. My schedule's all out of sorts now. And Kentucky's just eight hours away. Yes, sir. For you. And John. Me too. It's probably closer for you. Yeah. To Louisville? Yeah. Louisville would be fun. 16 hours. No, you you wouldn't drive All right, that. That's a... <laughs> 16 hours, I'm saying it's, minutes. you fly it. That's why I do oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's about five hours. I was looking at flights to Colorado Springs. Cheap and efficient. Which is a rare Southwest? Find. Yeah. They just started flying there, I think. 
like just this summer well i'm gonna go this summer me too yeah uh tell us about that since we're on stephen king kick and just covered the shining um my mom has set up a family trip with my siblings and their spouses and um my brother's wife was also interested in going to stay at the stanley up there in estes park near rocky mountain national park and so me katie my brother and his wife are going to go stay up there before our family vacation starts and what's the stanley it is the inspiration or whatever for the hotel in the what Friday. the overlook yeah mm-hmm. whoa that's gonna be cool man i'm kind of jealous i'm pumped it's gonna be fun i don't think it's cheap but we're only staying one night so yeah who cares Stay away from the hedge. Yeah. <laughs> don't go digging in the playground either. Don't go. Don't do and it. And what's the room? Think about what's it. the room? 217? Woo! <laughs> I think it's 217, right? I'm not sure. It's 217. It is. <laughs> that was the one with the... Uh... Are you sure it's not 237? Maybe that's the the movie it, it is the 237 is the movie 217 is the book why would they change the number i don't fucking know got nothing better to do that's weird. And fuck with those that is a strange thing to change like if it ain't broke don't fix it right <laughs> like i understand them not being able to like make the hedges come alive at that point in time when they put that movie out <laughs> they had room numbers they had ones back then oh here it says right here uh it was at the request of the filming location that they do 237 hmm. maybe 217 was booked <laughs> oh yeah it says the they didn't want guests to avoid room 217 and there was no room 237 in the hotel I can understand that. I don't. I feel like that that would attract people. It would attract I, people like John and me. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is a neat little page I just found. I'm here. not I'm a, send this to you guys. I'm not ever staying in a uh, room two seventeen. That's all I'm saying. I, I wouldn't do it. I don't usually get to pick what the room number is when I stay. But I'm just saying, if it happened to be 217, I'm <laughs> not staying in it. Going to kindly <laughs> ask for a room change. Yeah. <sighs> Closing thoughts, fellas. John D. Well, just looking forward to seeing you guys in the next few weeks. And yeah. Yes. Yeah, so hang out again. Haven't seen y'all since what? August. August. Jared, Mexico. Is that the last time I saw you? That was all right. Uh no, we, we got Chewies together. Yeah, October. Uh, yeah. We need some daylight, man, so we can go play some golf. Yes, sir. No, not not necessarily daylight. We need good weather. Yeah, that'd be nice too. A little yeah. fucking rain break from the rain. Dude. It does not stop. Lord. <laughs> Just keeps coming. Yeah. 
I know we're we're we shouldn't be complaining with what you guys are going through in Texas, but yeah. I can't get on trails at all. Dude, it's it's been relentless all winter long. It'll be, but anyway, we'll be in the dog days of summer in no time. So, <laughs> so I keep reminding myself, we're not very far out from me being like, it's gonna be a fucking hundred and ten again today. <laughs> just want it to snow. Uh, well, I'll just say, uh, don't read the book, experience it, especially if it's Stephen King and you like, if you like, not being able to get any sleep at night. <laughs> gotta try it once yeah it's fun fun sometimes yeah and uh i'll just say get them miles in trying may only be one at a time and i mean to everyone (laughs) yeah the art hey the strava club is slowly growing yeah uh thank you to everybody who joined yeah got to we did 164 club miles last week let's keep it going y'all i contributed to zero percent of those like come on go for a walk tomorrow i'm gonna start counting me and buddy's walks you should a quarter mile at a time yeah if i counted me and booze walks i'd probably i i get he gets a mile every day too so they're just slow and inconsistent and <laughs> half mile at a time sometimes. It's not too different from my miles. I, I finally just gave it up given up on having Buddy along for any kind of exercise. We're when we're walking, it's just for him to experience the outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> get out of the house for a minute. Yeah, we're we're not we're not trying to get in shape here. He's gonna smell and and then he's going to go smell the next tree and then he's going to go smell the next tree. Like, dude, we walked by this a hundred times <laughs> in the last is, week. Is he a zigzagger? Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. He's like, oh, no, let's go back to the last tree. <laughs> We're already at 81 miles this week. Ain't even got our long runs in yet. Oh. So. Oh, sir. Folks, ask to join. I'll let you in. Uh, might even make it public eventually. I don't know, though. I don't want a whole bunch of riffraff in here. John's already too much. Taking up room in the group and not even adding miles to the <laughs> leaderboard. Has anybody checked our Spotify playlist? I, I added a few songs the other day. Did you add Outlaw Torn? Jacob, uh, maybe Jacob Worthen getting some track work in. It looks like. Yeah, he logged some miles there. Logging some miles. He's uh, well. Tyler Owens is still best bet to beat you, but I feel like Jacob seems to be doing pretty hey, good. Don't don't count him out. <laughs> one day I'm just gonna sneak in and do like a 50 miler one Saturday oh, and just... uh, at night. Just no one knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, all right. Anyhow, anyhow, yes, let's uh, mosey on out here, Jared. I think you should go have another old fashioned. I got stuff to do tomorrow. And start sending people some texts. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. 
Thank you for listening to the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast. Our aim with this show is to encourage people to read widely, enjoy good beverages in moderation, get outside, and have good conversations. We hope we can meet this goal while serving as good company for you, the listener. If you enjoy the show, please let us know by subscribing to and reviewing the podcast and following us on Instagram. If you really enjoy the podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to help us continually improve the show. You can find the link to do this in the show notes for this episode or on our Instagram page at bourbon underscore bookshelf. Thank you and we'll see you next time.